Welcome back to the second edition of the Packed House Show. Aiden O'Connor here with Mickey Doolittle, and it was a long week for the both of us, the White Sox and the San Francisco Giants. We're both eliminated from playoff contention, thus ruining our day and our week and possibly further than that, but you know, it's 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 a cycle that just starts repeating. Mickey, how are we doing today? Uh, uh, my my loss is a little more yes, a little man. more a little more recent. I I still very much not over it, but uh, you know, it, it life goes on. Um, I I don't think I've ever gotten more mad at a baseball game than I did last night. Um, I am not one to throw things or punch things <laughs> during baseball games, but. There was a remote that got broken last night, and for the first time in my life, I can say I've done that. Uh, how, how about you? How are you holding up? You 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 coping with this pretty well? Yeah, my my, uh, you know the the scab has started to form over my cut. Yours is still pretty pretty fresh. Uh, it's been a few days. There's been, you know, some football to watch. I I, I took a, a day off from watching baseball. After that, it was tough. Um, Understandable. But yeah, it's it's I like to call it my cycle. It's the cycle just just restarts. So the socks. Lost, obviously, out of playoff contention, and the Blackhawks puck drops the next day, and we're right in the middle of Bears season. For me, as a Chicago fan, and it, there's one thing that just always seems to happen, and it's the the worst sense of false hope as a Chicago sports fan, especially as a Sox fan, because uh, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't follow the Cubs. I don't know how this cycle times up, but every year, every year, and I look back when the the Sox get eliminated, the Bears have a winning record. And they never, never, you know, a few times finish with a winning record and they don't really do anything. And there's always a big win the week before and you're, you're riding high. And uh, so, yeah, Bears are big win against the Raiders who got other problems to deal with now. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're, the Bears have a winning record right as the Sox get eliminated. You see, my teams are all trending in the other direction. The Sharks are going to be terrible. The uh, the Niners are not looking good at all right now. No, not at all. Um, you know, and and this might be a Trey Lance evaluation year, but that's that's besides the point. I I kind of can't look at any other sport right now and be like, well, at least I have the Niners, or at least I have the Sharks, or at least and and actually right now I can say at least I have the Warriors. Basketball season's starting pretty quick here. We're gonna get into that a little bit later, but. For now, let's let's talk about this uh, Giants Dodger game, and then and then uh, preview some of the uh, Red Sox Astros. Uh, last night, the Giants really struggled. The bats struggling once again. Two to one loss. Uh, Max Scherzer comes in in the ninth to close it out. And I I honestly, this is my personal opinion. I am not a big complainer of refereeing or umpiring or whatever. I think the Giants would have lost that game regardless of the check swing call. It was a terrible call, don't get me wrong. But scoring six runs in four games, how can you defend that? And this is where I kind of turn on Giants fans. How can you defend that? I, I don't understand. Six runs in four games and you're complaining about a check swing in the ninth inning. I do not understand, and I am the biggest Giants fan, and I will make an excuse for my team maybe a little too often, but this one just doesn't it, – it just doesn't – I don't get it. I, I don't know. Um, and, of course, with the Dodgers once again showing us that they're the best-run organization in baseball. Yeah. They're willing to spend a ton of money. Their ownership group's great. I, I don't know. I, I can't 
I can't talk about this without getting worked up. What do you think, Gaden? Uh, yeah, it's it's tough, and it, it's the thing about baseball. It's one game after a season where you won a hundred of them, and one game sends you home. But I, I think I, I'm gonna switch, kind of yeah, switch gears here a little bit, and uh, you can do the same after me. I, I think what the White Sox need to do, uh, going into the off season. So Tony Larusa will be back, which is a good thing. All the players like him. Um. Management obviously likes him enough to have him back, and Tony himself obviously is feeling good, ready to keep going. But I, I think, you know, this is a team that's built to win for not a just a long time. Yeah, like a good five years, maybe more, hopefully more. He He's not going to be around forever, and I think Miguel Cairo, who's the bench coach currently for the Sox, they brought him in last year with La Russa. Uh, he was with the Yankees, he, he's been with good organizations. I think they're sort of grooming him to be the next manager after La Russa, you know, barring the fact that someone, you know, a big name becomes available, a winner becomes available. I think he's your next manager. And I think this year, uh, you know, there's already reports flying of the Sox are going to pick up Kimbrell's option and then trade him. And if they can do that, that'd be awesome. If you can get the the two things that you're really looking at, obviously you're always going to need pitching, whether it's bullpen, whether it's starters, and can never have enough of it. Yeah, Carlos Rodon, uh, I, I, it's it's a big question mark going into the off season whether the Sox are going to stick with him, whether he's going to go and try to get more money elsewhere. But you know, you don't even know if he can throw seven innings in a game. You, you don't. There's a lot to go into that. But you go out and you get a second baseman for the Sox because that's now going to be a gaping hole that Nick Madrigal. The Nick Madrigal trade has left open for the White Sox, and you go and get a right fielder, and then you know you've got guys that can be your utility; they can fill in anywhere. So you you get those two things, and you come back next year ready to do it. But the Astros just the the whole series they look leaps and bounds better than this team, and I don't know if it's experience, I don't know what it is, but I want it, and I think I, I don't like the Astros at all, not because of this series, not because of you know it's it, it's just one of those teams you don't like, and uh, of course. I do want Dusty Baker to win a World Series just because it's Dusty Baker and he's been around the game for a while. I don't want the Astros to win a World Series, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, so uh, let's let's get out of this hometown bias stuff. Uh, let's let's look ahead to the ALCS and, and keep on this Astros trend. Astros, Red Sox in the American League Championship Series. Chris Sale against Framber Valdez in Game 1. Fangraphs gives Boston the slight edge with a 52.9% chance to win the series. Don't know where all those calculations are that's made. That's interesting. But that that's that's just what they say. Um, Chris Sale against Valdez in Game 1. This is going to be an amazing series. I, I cannot wait for it. The the pitching, the of course, I, I think Boston's pitching against Houston's hitting. Like, Houston's insane. And, and can Boston keep pace with that? I, I think it's going to be, this series is going to go a long way. Uh, maybe contrary to what the NL is going to go. But uh, the, I, I think this series is going to be a lot of fun. Game one kicks off tonight. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I, that's another question mark. Chris Sale, you know, he, he hasn't really been what he should be these past few games. And the Astros pitching staff obviously took a hit too, Lance McCullers. Lance McCullers is out for this series for sure, and they, they hope to have him back. He was left off the roster, I believe. I, I don't know if that's official yet, but – um, yeah, so no Lance McCullers, you don't have your ace. And that I, I think it's going to be more of an offensive series than a lot of people think. Um, McCullers was left off the ALCS yeah. roster. That just came out a couple of hours ago. 
Yeah, so I think, like you said, the series is going to go far, and we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, yeah, so Red Sox, Astros, and then in the NL we have uh, Braves, Dodgers. You know, I, I think the Braves get a little bit of a little bit of a early series advantage. I think they're going to really have to take advantage of it. And this Dodgers pitching has been absolutely gashed in the last couple of days. Uh, Scherzer closing out the game last night. Uh, Urias uh, pitching four innings. I, I I think he only threw like 50 pitches, so he should be good off of three days rest. Uh, but that wouldn't make him available until game two. Uh, Fangraphs, again, they're projected starters. Uh, Max Scherzer going in game one. I don't know about that. I, I think Max Scherzer, uh, you know, on that short rest, that could be iffy. Like, short rest after another short rest. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, but I think Atlanta's really just going to have to jump them in these first couple of games um, and take advantage of that lack of pitching depth because once the Dodgers get back to full strength, it's going to be really tough. Yeah, I think so too. It's going to be, you know, just big, big swings doing what the Braves have done to get them to this point. Uh, Jack Peterson versus former team, Jack Tober. He's been hot. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because th- this Braves team in no way has the depth that this Dodger team does. You know, top to bottom, the Dodgers have the pitching, they have the situational hitting, they have the guy that you can bring in and play defense, and you know everything like that. But I, the Dodgers on paper are definitely the better team, but that's what's so good about baseball. You know, you don't know what's going to happen in the series. It's such it's such a sport that anything can happen on any given day. You know, yeah. you, you talk about any given Sunday in football. Mm-hmm. Baseball is even more it's even more interesting. Like the the, uh, the amount of upsets, like three game series are a thing for a reason because Baltimore can beat you know Toronto or New York or Boston on any given day. Um, and yeah, so it'll be really interesting. Hopefully, you know, hopefully for me, Milwaukee can string together a couple of couple of wins and take that series home to uh to move on to the World Series. This is this is this postseason, man. It's it's crazy. I I I cannot wait to watch the rest of it. I'm I might need a couple of days of a hiatus yeah, yeah. from baseball after that exhausting, exhilarating series, which, you know, I I I think my number one priority in baseball watching is the Giants winning. That's what I root for the most. I think the second, my second priority is the health of the sport. And that series really checked that box. I think that was really good for the sport of baseball. It was really fun. I, I, hope, I hope it outdrew Thursday Night Football. Um, oh, I, I, I would think it did. I would think so, but I, I don't know. Like The, the World Series failed to outdraw, uh, I think it was a... I don't know. It was an NFL game last year, but I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll have to look that up. But, yeah, it, it was good for the sport of baseball as much as it pains me and kills me to say. But, uh, yeah, just an amazing game last night, uh, amazing series, and a fun postseason ahead of us. Yeah, and with that, we will take a quick break, and when we get back, we will hit the hardwood. The NBA is right around the corner. We're going to fill you in on all your information about the NBA. We'll be right back. Welcome back here to the Packed House. I am sitting here with Aiden O'Connor. My name is Mickey Doolittle, and today we have NBA season predictions for you. We just went over some baseball We'll circle back to baseball in a little bit, but now it is time to move on 
to basketball, the third, I believe it's the third most popular major American sport. I don't know. Well, that's completely irrelevant in this context. But this is a really interesting season. I cannot wait for this season. Uh, just like last season, it is pretty wide open, man. I, you know, LeBron's not going to dominate. You know, of course he's going to be up there, but but there's a very there's a lot of really good teams in the West and in the East. I mean, this this Eastern Conference is better than it probably was. You know, not not better, but it's better than it has been since Jordan left the the East and in really. Wow, that's a long time ago. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like for once they kind of stack up. Not, I'm not saying they totally stack up. The West is unbelievable this year. But the, this this Eastern Conference is just really good this year, and and it's pretty wide open. You know, you got a couple of teams that can go to the finals. I I, I can't wait. This is going to be such an interesting season. You know, especially once the postseason rolls around. But yeah, uh, what do you think, Aiden? Yeah, I got to give a disclaimer right away. I am not the biggest NBA guy. I'll, uh, yeah, I, I'll follow the sport. You know, the headlines. I don't find myself watching too much NBA, but I, you know, I can hang with the big dogs for a little bit. I can talk. <laughs> I can talk some NBA with you. You're, you're a Bulls fan, right? I, I yes, I okay, am. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, nice. So they've got a little bit of hope this year. You might not be too happy with my prediction, but uh, I'm a Warrior fan. I know, okay. I know. I'm you know one of those people. No, you're um, from there. It makes yeah, sense. exactly. I'm I'm from. And they're they're really not what they're used to, right? What they what they well they get Clay Thompson back, right? Yeah, they're they're getting Clay back. Let, let's let's save that we'll, for we'll a little there, later. Yeah. We're gonna start in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I I have uh, everyone listed by uh, five thirty eight projections win projections, which was. Very weird, actually, this year. It, it like had the Lakers winning like I think it was like thirty-seven games. You know that 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 was the over/under it set, which was just really weird. But um, more importantly, we got the Vegas over/under. We're gonna be picking a couple of those. Um, but for now, let's start with my prediction for my pick for the number one seed in the East, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks. Never doubt. Regular season, Mike Budenholzer and this Bucks team—they consistently finish at the top of the conference. Their uh, their over under is fifty four and a half. I, I think they're gonna just uh, they're they're gonna get over that. Uh, not comfortably. It'll it'll be a little bit of a stretch. But between Giannis, Middleton, like these these guys are so good. I, I they're just gonna be good. Don't forget Brooke Lopez. I'm a big Brooke Lopez fan. I love Brooke Lopez. The, the the wrestling matches that he had in the tunnel. Almost as much as Robin Lopez. That's Almost. my guy. Robin is just a crazy man. Robin, I, I Robin's good. He's he's pretty smooth in the paint, yeah. man. No, he's and he's fun. He's fun defensively. Yeah. Like it's funny. Those their their two play styles complement each other very nicely. Like if they if they had were on the same team, you know, you'd obviously start Brooke, but. But Robin coming off the bench and, and you know platooning him and and bringing that defensive energy that Brooke you know he, he's a good defender but yeah. Robin's a much you know a really really solid defender. Robin was with the Bucks for a little bit last year, right? Maybe two years ago. Uh, I know they played together. Two years ago, he's gone now though. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I worried about they got the uh, the Antakaku. I don't even know how to say that. I shouldn't try. Uh, Giannis, <laughs> just Gian- call him Giannis. Well, I, not they got the Giannis brothers because they got his. Oh, bit. They yeah, got, yeah, they yeah. Got both of those. They got uh, Thanasis and Giannis. So they're worried about the wrong brothers. If don't, they if they somehow get the Lopez back together, they're going places. Don't forget about Bobby Portis. Oh the, no, I hate Bobby Portis. The legend. I, okay, what's your problem with Bobby Portis? You can't punch Nikola Mirotic. That's my guy. <laughs> that was like, a long time ago. I don't know. I don't even know how long ago it was. I've just never liked Bobby Portis because of that. That's. He's on my list. Bobby Portis, of course, the Milwaukee legend. Uh, I have number two coming in the Eastern Conference. 
I have actually a big surprise. Not a lot of people have this. The Boston Celtics coming at number two off of a nightmare season where Kemba Walker, a lot of, a lot of their starters missed a lot of time last year. I think Kemba missed like half the season. Um, and this, a lot of this is uh, contingent on Jason Tatum emerging as an MVP candidate. He's, he's obviously probably top 15 right now, but I, I'm, I'm banking on him getting into that top five conversation this year. Um, and really the Celtics team bouncing back after what was an injury-riddled season. I think uh, their over-under is 45.5. I think they will com- comfortably get over that if all of this comes true. Uh, Aiden, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, it's really all going to be dependent on if they can stay healthy. And Kemba Walker's he's one of the best pure point guards in the league, and he's the guy that you want leading your team. You know, when they lost prime Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, it was, oh, well, that was our guy. He was our point guard. Kemba Walker and Isaiah Thomas have a very similar play style, and I think they have that, that sort of, you know, that Celtics point guard back again. Yeah. And then uh, coming at number three, I have one of the most fascinating teams – basically just because of one player, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and their Ben Simmons drama. Uh, NBA never fails to supply the, the, you know, the soap opera drama, and this season is no exception. Uh, ben Simmons, of course, wanting a trade from the team. Um, th- this, this is very contingent, again, on who they get for Ben Simmons or if if Ben if. Simmons ends up going Big like if if, yeah. if he plays for Philadelphia I'm pretty confident in this in this uh in this prediction but also if if he gets gets flipped for a pretty good package this they could exceed this prediction uh you know there was there was talks about a Damian Lillard trade I, I don't know how realistic that is but you know a guy like that a superstar uh that could be coming to Philadelphia to play alongside Joel Embiid Whoever they can get, if they can get one of those big names, or if they get you know a couple of young guys, I think it. The whole season depends on that trade. I'm not the biggest Ben Simmons fan. He he is good. He's a good player. Uh, the fact that he can't shoot the ball is just kind of odd to me. I I, I don't like that. He, he's still good. Don't get me wrong, but it, their whole season really is going to depend on that. And then coming in at number four, I have the Brooklyn Nets with all of their drama in themselves around Kyrie Irving. Um, Again, this prediction is kind of just centered around the regular season. Uh, You know, Brooklyn is just probably one of the better teams in the East, but they're not going to. They're not going to start Kevin Durant or James Harden a lot of games. You know, not a lot of games, but but they are. They just are going to manage their loads. Um, Brooklyn, you know, I think I, I have them coming out of the East in the finals. Um, in the, again, that's contingent on health and whether or not Kyrie comes back, which I think he eventually will. Um, what else is he going to do? You know, he's know. not going to sit around and watch basketball. He's, he's a basketball player. You know, he, he's going to find a way to play. Andrew Wiggins did it. He, he ended up giving in. Um, I mean, they let uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope play with an ankle monitor on only home games because he was going to jail. So, <laughs> I mean, if he can play, Kyrie will find a way to, you know, he'll find a way to crack the lineup. I, I, that is the first time I heard you. You told that story a couple of days ago, and that is the it's one of my favorite stories. Legitimately, the first time I'd ever heard that. That is one of the craziest stories I have ever heard uh, in the NBA. Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Playing with an ankle monitor Could only on. play home games. He was really good at home. That is so funny. You know, his average is not that good on the road that no, year. No, I don't no. know. <laughs> I don't know, man. 
Uh, and then coming in at number five, we have the Atlanta Hawks hitting the over at 40, uh, 47 and a half. Ton of potential on this team. Very young. Uh, just to speed it up a little bit, coming in at number six, I have the Miami Heat. At number seven, the Brooklyn Knicks. Uh, the Brooklyn Knicks. Oh, my goodness. The New York Knicks uh, hitting the over on that 41 and a half over under. At number eight, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, you know, just a well-coached team. They, they're always going to be in the mix. At number nine, getting that play-in game, uh, the Chicago Bulls. Any anything to add on the Bulls? Yes, yeah, I'm going I know you did. To, I, I'm going to alert the world right now. <laughs> um, for one, the Bulls are back. Lonzo, and I, I can't really you know become this big Bulls fan because I've always been anti NBA. You know, I I'm not coming here to say oh I love the Bulls now that they're good, but I am gonna put the entire round world, except for if you're Kyrie, on notice that Marco Smolinovich, you're not going to know who that is, but this guy is going to eventually be a big-time player. All right, it was the first move that uh, Arturis Karnasovic, I, I think I said that right, made at the helm for the Bulls. He took him out of the exact same uh, – he put him on the Nico – he put him on the Yoke, the Nikola – God, these four Vucevic. names. No, 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 Jokic. Oh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the foreign names are eating me alive today. Uh, so they he put him on the same path as Jokic, sent him to the same team, played for the same coach overseas for a year, and now he's here. And he can shoot, he can get rebounds, he can play defense, he, he's an all-around player, so watch out for Marko Smolinovic. That's all I have. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you for some betting advice if this if this one hits. Yeah, rookie uh, of the year, Marko Smolinovic. It's my advice. And that is that is the prediction. I'm also also extremely excited for Lonzo Ball throwing lobs to Zach Levine. That that is just one of the most beautiful theoretical things in my mind, and it came true this year. I I, I cannot I cannot wait for that. I get I get a lot of hate. I'm not a Zach Levine guy. And really? I, yeah. No, I don't like him. Uh, what, what's up I, with him? I, I think it was more of not the coaching, but just the way that he played um, in in years past with the Bulls. The ball was always in his hand at the end when they needed a shot, and it always ended up, you know, some. And it could have been the play calling, I, I don't know, but it always ended up some, you know, off one foot fading away three horrible shot, and I really that really grinds my gears. I don't like that. I can say as a Warrior fan, just put the ball in the hands of your playmaker and let them make yeah. a play. I don't know. I, I I'm more for you know. Vucevic sets a screen and then he dump, dumps down that. low and find him. But I, I've been spoiled with Steph Curry that's my true. entire life. Ste- Steph and can make shots that I a lot of people can't. Exactly. I'm, and I'm, Seth too. Don't forget about Seth. Seth Curry is also a player. He's he's fine. He's no, good. He's good. He's good. A lot of, I don't know. I'm a big fan of brothers in the NBA, and I'm just realizing <laughs> that now. Yeah, Broken Robin, the now Gasols, Steph and Seth, Gasol. Yeah. I don't All know right. who else. I know there's a lot more, but we, we don't have time. <laughs> it, it would take a while to, for yeah. us to remember them. All right, we're going to move on to the Western Conference where, you know, for some reason the the website that I was using has the Lakers at 42 wins. I, 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 I don't have them there. I have them as the number one seed in the West with Anthony Davis and LeBron James and, of course, Russell Westbrook. This is honestly just one of the strangest teams I have ever seen. The average age is so high. I I cannot believe 
like what 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 was this team built around? It's a bunch of ball dominant people, and I and I don't think anyone can tell me they know exactly how this season is going to go. Like I I have them as the one seed just because they have a ton of talent with Carmelo Anthony too. Oh, I love Melo. Who doesn't? Yeah, really. Who does? Who does? A lot love of people. Mello? A lot of people don't like Melo. I know. I know, but I love him. Just that, just the triple threat, like the the what he can do with the ball in his hands without even dribbling, like the the, yeah. the looks that he can get is just insane from mid range. Uh, so that's the Los Angeles Lakers. No one, no one can tell you what their prediction is there. I, you know, and with confidence, I I'm not confident in that prediction. Uh, the Phoenix Suns as the number two seed, they bring back everybody, pretty much everybody, from their championship team. They're still young, they're fun, and they are hungry after losing in the NBA Finals last year. Uh, Chris Paul is still on that big contract. Uh, Number three, the Utah Jazz, who probably have the highest ceiling in the NBA. Like, this team team is just, or the highest highest, uh, floor, sorry. They they are just going to be good. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, they're, they're just so good. Um... They're, they're going to be up there and probably choke in the playoffs uh, <laughs> for another year. Uh, coming in at the four seed, you know, this one might not be popular. Uh, I, I have the Golden State Warriors, and I can say I made this decision without any bias, and I know that's whatever, that, that for whatever that I be- means. I believe you. I, th- I think they're, you know, you, you get Clay Thompson back. You, you have – Everyone, you just kind of see what they have left in the tank. You know, they have I, everyone from when they were dominant. Andrew Wiggins is a really good young player. He's still young. He feels yeah, like he's exactly. 38. I it s- feels like he's been around for so long, and he's like 25. It's insane. Otto like, Porter. Oh, they have on. No. Otto Porter, like, that was a really good pickup for some defense. Uh, I think Jordan Poole. Remember the name Jordan Poole. Like, the, this is my – you had your prediction for the Bulls. I have my hot take for the for the Warriors. Jordan Poole is going to be a player this year. He, he He's apparently, a Michigan kid, right, from I Michigan? I, I don't remember where we drafted – or where the Warriors drafted him out of. But um, he, he was not great in his rookie year last year, and apparently he hit the gym and worked his butt off all last offseason, and he looked really, really, really good in – the preseason. Um, so uh, Jordan Poole is a player to watch there. New new addition for your boys, Nemanja. This is my favorite player on N- the team. Nemanja Bielitsa, and I think I got that one just because I'm familiar with him, but he he's the big man of all big mans, but he's not. Like, he's not a center. He, he's no. a good power forward, but he's so fundamental. He can shoot. You know he's good in the paint. I really like that pickup for the Warriors. I'm I'm actually from Sacramento. Okay, so I I've been to a ton of Kings games, and my cousin, who's a massive Kings fan, we mm-hmm. we we always call him Bajelica because that is exactly how he plays. He he just kind of like flails. But oh, is it, that but how you say his name? Did no, I get it's it wrong? no, it's Bielitsa. Oh, okay. You had it exactly one, right. One for four. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, Bajelica, man, I, I, I will call him that unironically because that is exactly his playstyle. He will just kind of flail and somehow end up with a ball in his hands with a bunch of separation and knock down a three. Like they, I like it. And and he will he will stumble and he will look so weird and out of place on an NBA court. But that that's his playstyle, I guess. And and he's a really fun player. And he's some really good depth for the Golden State Warriors, unironically. He, uh, I've only ever been to one NBA game. Uh, it was Bulls. Really? Uh, Bulls-Kings at the United Center. Um, my uncle won a box. We were in, like, the main 
center court box for some reason. It was awesome. A lot of flashing lights in NBA games. I didn't really like that. But uh, he, I saw him play, and it was Vince Carter checked in for one of the last times on the Kings, and that was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and cool. that's yeah. all I remember about the game. I don't know who won. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on from our uh, Kings and Warriors rant, uh, Northern California rant, uh, we I have the Denver Nuggets coming at the at the five seed, and you know with all these teams at the bottom of my predictions, uh, these are all teams that can win the NBA Finals. Like I I honestly do believe that the Denver Nuggets can win NBA Finals. It's just because the West is so unbelievably deep that th- th- this team just you know they're just not going to have home court advantage throughout the playoffs, and that sucks. But but like you know put some, put some of these teams in the East and and they will dominate. But I don't know like just looking at these teams, I have a little more confident in the Warriors because they've they've been there and and they're they've gotten deeper and they people forget they won forty four games last year, and and Curry didn't play that much yeah. and they didn't have Thompson and they didn't have the depth that they do now, um, and all of their rookies have taken another step and and Denver really like. They're so good, and and I don't really have anything negative to say about them. They're just in such a deep conference that, you know, they're getting obviously getting Jamal Murray back, but it just sucks for them. I it, yeah. it's yeah, I don't know. Um, so coming in at number six again, really good team, Dallas Mavericks. Uh, don't love the Jason Kidd hire, but. I'm I'm super high on the Mavericks. I always have been. Uh, I think the Jason Kidd hire was a Mark Cuban, you know, this is one of our guys, bring him back type of thing, for sure. Um, I'm a big Porzingis fan. I always have been. Uh, I don't know what happened with him last year. He did not look like himself. He wasn't looking good. You get him back on track. I don't think he was healthy. Yeah, that could be. You get him back on track, and you have him and Luka. It's a good team. Yeah. That's, no. your, that's your big two. Uh, I, my favorite – NBA player in NBA history is Dirk. So, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, yes, I'll always love the Mavericks. The most legitimate ring ever won. Oh, he in, had the grind for that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> beating the beating the big three heat. That's insane. All right, so we're just gonna speed this up just a little more. Again, the Clippers at the seventh seed. Th- this is solely because of health and and they're just a really good team. They could very well be in in you know the top three seeds. Uh, if everything goes their way, it's just such a deep conference. Uh, Trailblazers at number eight, just a really good, um, really good regular season team. Uh, Chauncey Billups, another kind of weird hire, but I guess you know we'll player, see. You know? Players like him. I, I don't particularly like him as a human because of what happened in the '90s, but that that's you know. Whatever. I have no idea what he did. That might be a conversation for off air, though. It was it yeah, sound good. It was brutal. <laughs> um, he, he's not a good. He's not a good guy. Oh, well, that's um, not good. He, it was some sexual assault stuff. Ooh. So yeah, um, yikes! I know. So I don't know. I I, I I was rooting for the Trailblazers for a lot of for a lot of years. You know, even being a Warrior fan, but now not really. Um, <laughs> On that note, let's move on. Uh, I think that's another weird. Uh, we talked about this the other day. I think that's another weird home and away game type of deal. Ennis Cantor. Ennis Cantor. Oh yes, is he the with Turkish. the Trailblazers. Yeah, so he the he Turkish like a, government. He was a Turkish war criminal for some reason, but he wasn't. You know, there's he was fighting corruption. for independence. <laughs> yeah, there's corruption over there in Turkey, and they decided to, you know, somehow pin it in a way on uh, 
at his canter, so he like didn't play on the road, and he would kiss the logo every time he played because he didn't know if it would be his last. It was really weird. Yeah. Oh, and his canter. Another weird story. What's yeah. what's up with our weird stories today? I like it. <laughs> you got see. I, I'm not an NBA fan, but like, if you want to know something odd about the NBA, I, I think I got you. There's a lot of drama in the NBA. I love it. Yeah. I don't know. They're like compared to other sports, you know, like like football. Like you have Antonio Brown, but that's that's like one in a million there. Like. If Antonio Brown, like, a situation like that happened in the NBA, like, it'd be relatively normal. Like, it's just kind of, yeah, I don't you know. Yeah, you got, you know, half your, yeah, I, Kyrie for one. Yeah. No, Kyrie. A lot of characters in that league. Andrew Wiggins. A lot of characters. <laughs> we could go on and on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, that will do it for our conference uh, predictions. We're going to take one last break, bring you back here on Packed House and finish it up with some football predictions and maybe a little more baseball talk if we have time. My name is Mickey Doolittle. That is Aiden O'Connor. Stick with us. We will be back in just a minute. Welcome back here to Packed House on KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Mickey Doolittle. That is Aiden O'Connor. We have some week. What, what, what week are we in? I think we're in week five. five. Yeah, I believe five we're in, right. I believe we're in week five. NFL predictions. I am going to give you a game, Aiden, and you are going to say the winner and just a couple of thoughts on it. Uh, so you ready to do this? Yeah, I'm ready. Rapid awesome. fire. Let's go. Awesome. So kicking off the weekend, we have Jags, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, all Florida matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Who you got? It's an all Florida matchup. And they're playing overseas again, I think. They're, oh, they are? Yeah, that's, once again, man, I, I feel for all those people that live in England or wherever this game's being played, because I, I made the joke last week, but, like, this is, these are the football teams we're sending them, the Jags and the Dolphins, come on. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, they might leave Urban Meyer uh, over there, because you, you start off 0-6, and with everything going on, I, the end is coming soon, especially because of what we saw happen this week. That, that I I said it from the get go. That's one of the worst hires. Uh, I I I don't not not the worst hire in NFL history. Like I, I get the thought process. Yeah. He was successful in college, but it, it was not a good hire. I thought he was going to fail from the moment it happened because I don't know. Just le- like that leadership oriented coaching style kind of doesn't translate in the NFL. You need some sort of scheme to bring with you: offensive scheme, defensive scheme. Whatever. So, yeah, that's that game. Dolphins win. Tua's back. No joke intended because I'm pretty sure his back was why he was out, but (laughs) Tua has returned. All right. I would agree with you there. Dolphins win that one. Chiefs against Washington football team. Who you got? Uh, This this is the Chiefs comeback game. You know, they're two and three. They're not obviously going to finish with a losing record. It's a good football team. The defense is bad. You know, they're going to be right in the conversation in five weeks, they're going to blow. This is the Chiefs' comeback game. You know, this is our team, and we're still good. I said this last week. People are dropping this Chiefs' stock way too quickly. That uh, be- yeah, it's horrible. They're they're a really good team, and and we just forget that this is this is the team that's going to dominate the NFL for years and years to come because of Patrick Mahomes. And and you know that that being said, there have been issues the last couple of weeks. Mahomes hasn't looked great, but um, it, it's just only a matter of time before this team just bounces back with authority and wins a game like 67 to nothing or something <laughs> but uh so that is that game uh rams and the giants who you got uh the rams are gonna roll them uh, i would say uh daniel jones is hurt 
Maybe. He's got a concussion. They say he's on track to play. Uh, no Saquon, no Sterling Shepard. So I'm honestly, if Daniel Jones isn't 100%, you know, it's a concussion, you don't want to mess with that. It's Mike Glennon time, baby. Uh, give Mike <laughs> Glennon the start, see what he can do. And uh, he's probably not going to do much. But, yeah, Rams, Rams by a lot. Not seeing any good matchups so far. Let's see if we get one in this next one. Texans-Colts, who you got? Yeah, if you're looking for a good matchup, I'm going to have to wait a little bit more because the Texans and the Colts, I think the Colts are a good football team. I, they're 1-4. and four. Their four losses came to the Titans, Ravens, Rams, and Seahawks. I, I, I still think they're good. I think, obviously, they win, the, win this game. Davis Mills is, you know, a quarterback. Barely, kind of. I think he's still starting. I, I Tyrod is probably still hurt. Deshaun is cast off into the sea. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't exactly have a reason why, but I think the Colts are a good football team. No, the, 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 I, I completely agree with you. Uh, Chris Ballard is one of the best GMs in, in football, and in, in you know, and Frank Reich is is one of those. I, th- I think he was the single reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl in in whatever year it was beat New England with Nick Foles. It, it, you know, you saw the minute he left Philly, that offense just fell off a cliff, and and Carson Wentz looked pretty good last week, and in this defense is just really good. Darius Leonard, uh, you know the. It's the pass rush is really good. The secondary is, is, you know, it's it's pretty good. But this is one of the more complete. You know, I'm not saying it's the most complete rosters in football, but it's it's a really good roster. If you get a top ten quarterback in here, you know, it, it's gonna be really good. If and I hope I hope it's Wentz. I hope it's Wentz yeah, that see can if he can find it again. Progress and he's only getting healthier, man. Yeah, I, I I agree. I, yeah. I think Carson Wentz is good. Yeah. And buy buy your stock now on the Colts because they're winning two Super Bowls this decade. You know that, right? Really? Uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay this week said, after their loss, said, Colts Nation, don't you worry. We're going to get the horseshoe at least two Lombardies this decade. As sure as the sun rises and the seasons change, it's coming. So, I don't know if go I've Colts. ever heard an owner say that. <laughs> well, that guy's nuts. Like, Jim Ursay yeah. tweets out every week just to let the fans know if the roof's going to be open or closed for their game and nobody cares it's it's the it's the Mets owner it's the Mets owner again uh what's his name um Cohen yeah Steve Cohen he just tweets about the, the Mets all the time doesn't Steve Cohen have like five DUIs or something isn't he a bad person or was that someone else with the Mets I did not know that I I it would no, not I could be wrong uh someone the Mets the, the Mets, Mets organization right? keeps yeah. getting like they keep having problems with culture and everything and and Cohen just came in Cohen just bought the team Oh, yeah, he's the new guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I like his Twitter. It's funny. Yeah, he, no, it's uh, hilarious. Like, he criticizes the team all the time, and it's funny. Because um, it's kind of what we're all thinking. Steve Cohen's Mets dream. Yeah, no. Oh, it, he's it the was, owner, not the GM. It's the GM who, uh... Yeah, yep. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? It that's, doesn't matter. Uh, that's not football. Let's, no. uh, let's get back to football. Uh, we got Cincinnati traveling to Detroit. Uh, Cincinnati, of course, coming off that... Good game against uh, – weird game, actually, against Green Bay with a bunch of missed field goals. Yeah, that game deserved I, – I heard – I'm stealing this from somewhere. Whether someone said it or I heard it on a podcast or something, but that game deserved to end in a tie. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate ties, but, like, no, no, neither team – neither kicker really deserved that, that win. But no. this week they got a pretty easy opponent in, in Detroit who played a good Minnesota team pretty closely last week. So can, can Cincinnati bounce back? Yeah, it's going to be really hard to win a game when your quarterback can't talk. Uh, Joe Burrow got poked in the throat last week. 
They put him what? on yeah. They put him on voice rest this week at practice. Not exactly sure how that works. So he he can talk. I would assume so. So uh, we'll see what happens. So are we just going to see the silent count the entire game? I, I guess that's. I mean, but that it's would in mean. Detroit, right? They're used to it being quiet if it's in Detroit. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but so we'll we'll see what Burrow can do. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. I did not hear about that. Um, yeah, so uh, moving on, we have the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers at Soldier Field. In I believe that's the final game of the mid mid slot Sunday, but yeah. who who you got here? Uh, you talked about the Warriors before, and you made sure to clarify that it was not bias that you think they're going to be good. I'm going to clarify now that this is bias. <laughs> the Bears are going to win. I, I got to keep my hopes up. Ooh. You know, I, I this is this is for me personally. Like I said, the cycle that you know the Bears are a winning record right as the Sox get eliminated, the Hawks start. But yeah. Uh, they're going to win. A lot, a lot of injury questions. Uh, Khalil Mack, Aaron, Aaron Robinson, Allen Robinson, and Akeem Hicks are all questionable. But if you can beat them at their own game, you know, let Fields get outside of the pocket, use those play actions, those rollouts, do what Aaron Rodgers does so well, you know, give them a taste of their own medicine. And the Packers' old line really isn't what it used to be. It's not that good. They're young. Put pressure on Rodgers, hope to get a turnover or two out of him, and see what you can do on offense. Yeah, and the Packers are pretty beat up, uh, especially in the secondary. Kevin King's out. Uh, I think, J- yeah, Jairi Alexander is on IR. Oh, good. One of the best. Well, corner- not good, but well, one of the best corners in the yeah. league. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's good for the matchup's yeah. sake. Uh, um, you never root for injuries, but yeah, I, I think Justin Fields certainly has a. If if this offense gets opened up a little more for him this week, I, I think he's got a shot. I, you got to put like a, uh, a bulldozer in front of. Devonte Adams or something. I'm not sure what you're going to do. Jalen Johnson has looked good, so you're going to have him on hit on Devonte Adams, obviously. But it's you know it's containing one beast, and then you know MVS runs an 80 yard uh, runs an 80 yard route, and Rogers hits him right in the breadbasket. So yeah, it's the secondary is going to be tested a lot. All right, so we have very limited time remaining. We're just going to speed run these last few games. If that's cool with you. Yep. All right, so we got Chargers, Ravens. Who you got? It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be the game of the day. Lamar's hot. Better defense wins this game. I don't have an answer for who wins. Vikings, Panthers? Vikings win two teams that are kind of just – I don't like Sam Darnold that much. Vikings win. I agree. Uh, I, not about the Sam Darnold, but the Vikings being a pretty good team. Uh, and winning... Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I did not say that. I don't, was going to put, put words, words in my mouth. I was going to try it. I was going to try it. Uh, Browns, Cardinals, who you got? Um – it's an upset potential for the Browns, but both of their running backs, Nick Chubb is already ruled out, and Kareem Hunt is questionable, so we'll see what happens there. Cardinals. Me too. Uh, Raiders, Broncos. I mean, we're supposed to be speeding through this, but I... I All good. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, this team has to focus on a lot of other things before they can start to focus on winning football games. That's, you know, for that to happen, obviously, it's not... It's That doesn't show that the team believes in those views you know everything John Gruden said but to have your trust you know Derek Carr in his press conference about it it looked like he just got his heart ripped out like he he said I love the guy but I hate what he did a lot of people like John Gruden and obviously the the one thing to have the only openly gay player on your team and to say those things it's there's a lot to dive into there that we don't have nearly enough time but I think interim head coach Rich Bisaccia gets his first win the Broncos are not good. Oh, wow. No. I'm going to disagree with you there. Broncos, 
Broncos steamroll that game, I think. But Ooh, okay, we'll see. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week, yeah. maybe. Uh, how about Cowboys Pats? Um, Mac Jones is a professional game winner. Game winner? No, no, he's not. He's a professional game manager. He is. I think it's close, and the Cowboys win. Uh, Sunday night football in Seattle, Steelers Seahawks. Grab your popcorn, man. It's the opening act of the Geno Smith show. Let's go, Geno. Fire me up, man. Um, Big Ben, you know, if Geno plays solid, they win. Big Ben, another game manager, not a game winner. Who has the quarterback advantage in this game? Like, Big Ben has regressed. The Steelers, I I still think a bad Big Ben is better than Geno Smith. He's regressed really close to Geno Smith, you know, levels. But that's irrelevant. I I think the Steelers have a more complete roster. I think they win this game. Monday Night Football, Bills-Titans. This is the second week in a row I'm picking the Monday Night Football game as my big upset. Uh, the Colts almost made me look like a hero last week, but uh, they are now 121-1 and after leading for four quarters. Hot Rod let me down. I think opposite here, uh, Randy Bullock is going to pick me up. This Titans team is good. I, I firmly believe that. I-, I think they run all over them. They use Derrick Henry, and Ryan Tannehill starts using his legs more, and they get they, they start forcing him out of the pocket, and they get these rollouts with Ryan Tannehill, and they win the game. All right, so is that is that all the predictions you have for this week? Yeah, that's it. That's all the games. Perfect. All right, so that will wrap up this second episode of Packed House with Aiden O'Connor and Mickey Doolittle. Thank you guys so much for listening. For this week, we will be back on the air next Friday at 4. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy football. Enjoy the baseball all the baseball to be had, all the basketball, yeah. all the hockey. This is one of the best times of the year to be a sports fan. Just relish it. Any final thoughts? Any Anything you want to throw out there? <sighs> Giants broke my heart. It happens. Let's go heart, Warriors. Heartbreaks are only – it's not about how hard you fall. It's about – oh, what's the saying? How hard you get up. No. No, you <laughs> no. can't get up hard. You, you uh, I, I don't know. But – uh, I found another pair of brothers that might be my favorite, uh, Goran Dragic and his brother Zoran. Yes. That, the, they're close to the top. But uh, that's it for me. Hawks are back. Not really, though. Their defense is kind of bad. Um, yeah, it's it's. there's a lot to dive into this week. Hockey, baseball, football. It's one of the best times of the year. You said it. And uh, like you said, that will do it for us here today. Kind of rambled there for a little bit. That's all right. But here we are. Have a great weekend. Uh, go Tigers, go Sox, go, wow. That's how we closed it out last week. We said go Sox, go Giants. That's sad. Yeah, that's really sad. We're going to end on a really sad note here. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Uh, Enjoy sports.